the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 83 of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the parallels between what we're seeing in American education today and George Orwell's classic novel, 1984. That's right, George. Uh, You know, this is part two of a discussion that we began last week, and hopefully we're going to include it today. Why Orwell? Not, not, why not Aldous Huxley, for example, who wrote Brave New World, which was published in 1932, who some say offered an even more trenchant prediction of today's culture? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, Orwell is better known. Who hasn't heard of Big Brother? In fact, his Orwell's name has become an adjective for people who've not even read him. Orwellian. We've all heard this term. Yes, we have, Mark. And you know what? We should probably recap the story. It's a good idea. All right. So for our lively audience here, this book was actually published in 1949, and it describes really a dystopian world run by an authoritarian elite known simply as the party. So Winston Smith, he's the protagonist and the main character, and he's part of the the party. Um, and then there's a man simply known as O'Brien, who is a member of the inner party and plays the antagonist to the story. And so the party itself is structured into four ministries. So this is what you have to remember. Ministry of Peace, which actually conducts war. <laughs> Ministry of Plenty, which actually keeps people in poverty. The Ministry of Truth, which controls all media and education, and the Ministry of Law, which maintains order. And plastered everywhere, George, throughout society is these slogans, and there are three of them. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. And everywhere Big Brother is watching through these ubiquitous devices called telescreens, which are electronic devices that the party can spout their propaganda, but also take in everything that's happening in society. Well, the basic plot of the story is Winston is a member of the outer party. He works in the Ministry of Truth, where his job is to control the content and distribution of information to the masses. And he slowly becomes awakened to what he increasingly believes is the big lie. In fact, the story revolves around the course of that awakening and its ultimate tragic conclusion. So we want to talk about, Mark, about what are those general comparisons to today's culture, right? It's not going to be exact. 
But really, there are some really obvious ones, right? So you mentioned the word telescreen, the surveillance state, our smartphones, our smart TVs, our Siri, our Echo. There's somebody always listening to us, right? Mm -hmm. Cameras everywhere. Government and corporate, you know, corporations are doing data mining. Uh, and that's happening under em- social emotional learning where they data mine our, our children's responses to uh, surveys. They are indeed, George. And, and this brings up a second point. What about the rise of the administrative state? So Orwell describes this huge bureaucracy that is basically basically pulling the strings to society. The inner and outer party in Orwell's book it comprised about 15% of the population. Well, today's federal government is about 2.5% of the workforce in America. But when you add local and state government, that's another 14 to 15%. Say what? So now you're looking at a bureaucracy potentially in America that is even worse than what Orwell, Orwell forecasted in his book. Oh, my. And it goes on even further. You see, the, the vast majority of people in this book are called the prole because it comes from the proletariat. Uh, and they are mainly preoccupied with trashy and or mindless entertainment for the masses versus today, which we're really doing the same thing. Consumption and pleasure oriented society and the homogeneity in news reporting. We've all seen, you know, between CBS and NBC and MSNBC and CNN, it seems like they all have the same talking points. They do indeed, George. So those are some of the general similarities that are that are easy to see. But now we'd like to talk about a few of the very specific comparisons between what Orwell forecasted and what we're seeing in culture today, starting with what's called what he called the ministry of truth well we may not have one ministry of truth but we have many ministries of truth think about higher academia our our colleges the unions the national education association the california teachers association the american federation of teachers the media george as you mentioned but now even the american medical association the american psychological association even corporations what corporation of any size today does not have a diversity, equity, and inclusion as part of their HR department. And now the federal government under the Biden administration is continually issuing new rules and regulations to promote woke orthodoxy. But it's even scarier, George, because now we're seeing it in K-12 through public education, which is turned essentially into indoctrination camps for what we talk about as the triple threat, uh, queer theory, critical race theory, and social-emotional learning. In fact, I just read a couple of articles this week where it was reported in a wealthy D.C. suburb that trans-identifying students have increased 991% in the last two years. In a Maryland school district not too far away, the number was 592%. A what? Well, it goes on even further uh, and even creepier because 1984 talks about thought crimes, and thought police, and we definitely have a lot of those, um, not just from the corporate uh, side, Mark, that you mentioned, but we have woke school administrators who are punishing teachers and employees, and in many cases, they are terminating them for not showing sufficient woke allegiance. And you want to know their crime, Mark? You tell me. They didn't use the preferred pronoun. Uh. Or they don't want to take the implied bias training sessions. Or... They were objecting to gender-neutral bathrooms and locker rooms. Or even if they were just expressing their conscience, what they wanted to say, 
The, their rights of conscience are being subdued. You see, there's a Georgia substitute teacher who recently was terminated for expressing concern to school officials about the sex and gender theory her own child was being exposed to. And here's a quote from that very woke principal. She said, Every educator that walks into this building, regardless of their personal views, they have to drop their biases at the door. It just has to be done. And it is being done. And unfortunately, we're turning our children also into thought police. In fact, as part of the framework for comprehensive sex ed in the California school system, we're now teaching children to report on their parents as, quote, spiritual abusers. Say what? If the parents don't agree and go along with their child's gender expression. And now, George, Child Protective Services is removing children from parents' custody for so-called medical neglect for not providing them gender suppression and body mutilation surgery or in orwell speak gender affirming care and this is happening not just in california democratic virginia delegate elizabeth guzman on thursday announced that she will introduce a bill that will expand the state's definition of child abuse and neglect to include parents and guardians who do not affirm their lgbt children And Mark, it goes on even further. The third comparison is the Ministry of Truth, which is also responsible for what what is called in the book New Speak, which is redefining the language from Old Speak. And the goal being to advance party orthodoxy and limit critical thinking. What it really means is changing the meaning of words. And oh boy, did I learn this story, this lesson the hard way back in 2018 because I was reading the laws on the books, but I never read the redefinition of the words that they were using. It was very frustrating. Shame on you, George. I know. We always say that, you know, that this is the stuff, you know, for, for, you know, um, nighttime you know reading because it'll put you to sleep but my blood always boils so i can't go to sleep and it keeps me up Um, so what is the meaning of language and how is it being changed to fit a particular orthodoxy well you see today the meaning of both sex and gender have been completely redefined not just in our culture but increasingly in our laws uh, employment law for example we have the bostock ruling back in 2019 thank you neil gorsuch Oh my, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that, Mark. He was a great disappointment on the Supreme Court because we were really looking for his leadership and the other two to come in and to solve this madness, but he allowed this to go through. Um, they basically redefining transgender rights into employment law. Uh, the executive branch, we had the Biden administration who promised from like day one of being in office that they will change the definition of sex and of title nine right and that's already being pushed uh, by the um, department of justice and now even here in california um, our affordable care act has proposed a redefinition of sex in section 1557 that redefines discrimination on the basis of sex to include not only gender identity and sexual orientation but also Pregnancy-related conditions, such as elective abortions. So for, uh, you know, over 200 years of American history, we've had, I guess, what Orwell would call old speak. For example, the noun sex used to mean one's biology. 
But in newspeak, it means sexual orientation or gender identity. Or what about the noun gender, George? It used to be a synonym for one's biological sex or the behavior associated with that sex. Well, in newspeak, it means one's subjective gender identity. We have a lot of new party lines that we must, you know, tout and carry here. Uh, one of them today is, oh, gender is a spectrum. And I was born in the wrong body. And, you know, America is systemically racist, Mark. And this you have to believe for me because I'm an immigrant, you know. So I've come here and I've checked you guys out. I've been here for 31 years, you racists. And you got to check your white privilege, Mark, at the door. All right. I hope it was out there before you came in. That's exactly what they're trying to teach us. Yeah, they are indeed, George. So 1984 is actually 2022. But, George, unfortunately, it gets, it gets worse. Uh, another category that Orwell predicted was controlling people's reality and through, mm. what, through a concept called what Orwell called doublethink. And I'll give you the quotation. What the, the meaning of doublethink is the power of holding two contradictory, contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them. All party members, Orwell wrote, are trained in doublethink, to simultaneously remember and forget when convenient and to tell deliberate lies while, while genuinely believing in them, for it is only by reconciling contradictions that power can be retained indefinitely. So let's talk about some examples today. Let's hear them out. How about this assertion? Support free speech. Oh, no. And the counter assertion, enact hate speech laws. Definitely, but we. Both are believed at the same time. How about this one? Only the police should be trusted with guns. The mm. counter assertion, defund the police. Yeah, they don't want teachers to have guns. Here's another one. Capitalism is evil. Check out my new iPad. Oh. Here's another one. Legalize all drugs, but ban happy meals. Oh. And my favorite, George, all truth is relative. The self-refuting statement that we, we increasingly hear across college and school campuses in America today. But it goes even further than that because the inner party slogan, number five here, is, quote, who controls the past controls the future. And Orwell said, the mutability of the past is the central tenet. Past events have no objective existence. The past is whatever the party chooses to make it. You know, George, this reminds me of the old Soviet joke. The future we know. It's the past that keeps changing. Yes. And you know what? That's happening today because we've all heard about the statues that have been being, you know, torn down and the schools that are being renamed, even in California, even of people like Senator Dianne Feinstein, who's out there on the left, but they're saying, you know what? We, we can't use your name on a school. You're not left enough. But how is that coming into the classrooms? Well, we see something called the 1619 Project, which is critical race theory being applied to history, and we call this historical revisionism. And Hannah Nicole Jones has uh, published this um, and got even like a Pulitzer Center to support her in all she of did. this. Um, and it's transformed from not just a publication in the New York Times, but to an actual curricula that is called 1619 for a reason. Because they are claiming that the founding of America 
was not 1776, but in fact was 1619 when this Dutch-flagged white lion, you know, ship came here and uh, they brought along slaves. And sure enough, the Revolutionary War, 150-something years later, happened not because we wanted uh, freedom, but because the colonies wanted to preserve a slaveocracy. And so... Um, by the way, even many, many years later in 1860 when we had the Civil War, that was, again, not to give the slaves freedom because Lincoln is called a closet racist. They are uh, reframing history, George. Uh, they're doing a very good job at it. And even capitalism, they claim, was invented by cotton plantation slaveholders as a tool for oppression, mm. to keep society oppressed. Well, even more frightening and uh, disturbing, George, is the deliberate attempts to erase Western culture, as shown recently by the California Department of Education's recommended literature website. So what is literature? Well, in the Western tradition, you know, it was the writings that had stood the test of time that re- represented the best thinking, the best writing that would span all ages and all times that we considered as being valuable and that people sh- should know about. Writings like Aristotle, Chaucer, Homer, Kipling, Milton, Shakespeare, Sophocles. Ooh, I know him. At least one of them. Yeah. Thoreau, Tolkien, Wells, Walt Whitman. Well, if you type in any of those authors' names on the CDE's recommended uh, website, you will not find a single one. Say what? I typed in about 200 names of classic authors. Not one of them came up. But you know who did? Mm, Let me guess. Works by Michelle Obama. Oh. Ibram X. Kendi oh. and Trevor Noah. In fact, for ninth through 12th grade, there's not a single recommended book written before 2016. Say what? Why have the classics of Western literature been banned from our public schools? Because they don't fit with the new orthodoxy. And here's another quote from Orwell. If all records tell the same tale, then the lie passes into history and becomes truth. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. George, it's a lesson that America's educators educators seem to have learned. Most definitely. And finally, George, um, objectivity and truth itself. Orwell quoted, The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final most essential command. This is a, a, a an exchange between O'Brien, the antagonist, and Smith. You believe that reality is something objective, external, existing in its own right. But I tell you, Winston, that reality is not external. Reality exists in the human mind and nowhere else. Not in the individual mind, which can make mistakes, and in many cases soon perishes. Only in the mind of the party, which is collective and immortal. Whatever the party holds to be truth is truth. Ooh, and where do we see that today, Mark? Everywhere. And in fact, that dovetails right into our triple threat, sex and gender theory, where children are told they can be whatever they want to be. You know, they're shown pictures of unicorns, and they can create themselves into that unicorn. There's no differences between genders. In fact, here in California, school officials 
according to the Menstrual Equity Act, because we got to be all equals, right? They are putting tampon dispensers in boys' bathrooms to be in compliance with it. Started last year. Yeah. I've never used one, Mark. I don't know what... Uh, Our second part of the triple threat, right? Critical race theory. Uh, Kids undergo class exercises to deconstruct their racial identities and identify themselves as oppressed or oppressor. And you know what, Mark? I found out that even though I'm pretty light-skinned, I'm actually very heavily oppressed because my dad is the oppressor. He's Romanian. He's the white side. But my mom is Slovakian, and so she's the oppressed side because where does the word slave come from? The Slavs. I'm Slovakian. I'm half that. And so my genes right now from back to 1500s, they're, they're experiencing what, what scientists are saying is racial trauma at the genetic level. Yes, that's, that's me. And we've already covered the revisionist history, uh, that, you know, the nation has not been birthed in 1776. But more than that, it goes even crazier, Mark. It goes crazier still. Uh, did you know now that two plus two can equal five? Say what? Here in California, the State Board of Education is advocating telling children that the laws of math requiring the two plus two equals four is a product of colonial thinking and white supremacy. And that, quote, upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuates objectivity. I'm not hiring contractors 10 years from now. Well, you may have to. Uh, This was announced in the state's 900-page framework for henceforth teaching a socially just version of mathematics. In fact, in support, George, a biostatics PhD at Harvard weighed in saying, numbers are merely abstractions of real underlying things in the universe, and it's important to keep track of this when we use them to model the real world. An ethnic studies math teacher at Washington State University has called on people to attack the, quote, haters by proving that there are ways to make two plus two equal five. I'm starting to hate this George Orwell, right? Because he's been right for far too many times by now. And he said, in the end, the party would announce that two and two made five. Well, Mark, are you sure this is a quote from 1984? This is a direct quote. This is serious. And you would have to believe it. This was in the book, 1984, written in 1949. It was inevitable that they should make that claim sooner or later. The logic of their position demanded it. Not merely the validity of experience, but the very existence of external reality was tacitly denied by their philosophy. The heresy of heresies was common sense. It still is. And so we get to our last thing. Finally, what is the purpose of the party in 1984? It's really to hold power and to breed hate. Because the old civilizations claimed that they were founded on love or justice. Ours is founded upon hatred. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph, and self-abasement. Everything else we shall destroy. Everything. And we know, Mark, that today, the left destroys everything they touch. It reminds me of Dennis Prager's maxim. that he's, That's what he says, the left literally destroys everything it touches. In fact, Gerald Maker recently wrote in the Wall Street Journal about the paradox of liberalism. He wrote, we're free to air our faults, 
So we end up talking about nothing else. Neither Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin, George, disparage America on a scale anything close to your average college campus. That's right. And increasingly K through 12 public schools. So, George, I think it's fair to ask, what is the purpose behind woke orthodoxy? What is the end goal other than, as in Orwell's vision, to destroy everything? From the BLM riots to women's sports to personal identity destructions to children's innocence to now reframing American history and even objective truth and mathematics. Because at its core, George, wokeism is an orthodoxy of chaos. And while not perfectly mirroring Orwell's futuristic vision, at its heart, wokeism is no less dystopian. Well, Mark, that's all the time we have for today here on Say What? But we hope that it's been instructive. We hope our live audience learned a lesson or two from 1984. And we hope that maybe, just maybe, the California Department of Education will recommend it now to be read by our students. Hopefully they'll take notice. But... Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, everyone, for hearing us out. Please go on to our website, protectourkidsnow.org. We have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, Instagram. You can check us out basically wherever you choose to be on social media. Uh, on our website, you can hit that donate button there on the bottom left, as well as if you want Mark and I to come and speak to your church, to a parent group, wherever you want us, there is an invite a speaker button as well. And so we thank you for being always such kind listeners to our program. Until next time on Say What? You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.